welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I broke my pop filter, so I gotta I gotta talk off axis. Don't you have uh, like a? Why don't you just get a pair of your old pantyhose? <laughs> Uh, all right, it is uh, it is Tuesday. Bill is still a, a little sick, but we're on schedule. Schedule? What do you yeah. have? You turned British in the time that I've been sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, it, uh, it, uh, did you ever see uh, a View to a Kill? The bottom uh, flick years ago. I don't think I've where, seen that one uh, twice. Chris Walken was was uh, was the villain. And and that was what he said. He said, you know, uh, they they go through this thing. They're in the they're in the mine, whatever it is, where they're planning the explosives, yeah. and they kill everybody. He and his he and his right hand man. And he looks, Walken looks down at his watch, and he's just all good, right on schedule. And and they, <laughs> and they I thought, wow, that was kind of funny. Wait, does he so say it in an American accent or a British yeah, accent? Yeah, no, he's just like right on schedule. Oh, so he's making a joke. I don't know. That's maybe that, he th- maybe could, he thinks he's that fancy. could be cute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah, on the maybe edge he of being just cute. sort of adopted an accent, kind of like Madonna. Uh, yeah, that's not a good idea, though. Never a good <laughs> that's, idea. That's not a good look. All right, who are you? All right, so it's it's Tuesday. This is on taking pictures. We're we're uh, we're we're talking photography each and every week. Uh, I, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from fadedandblurred.com. Uh, and and with me the the uh, the post post antibiotic <clears throat> Bill Wadman. Yeah, yeah. I'm st- it's like it's funny how long the the cough lingers even after the disease is gone. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like your your body has to forget that it doesn't need to cough anymore. Right. Yeah. Anyway. And you build up a little a little temporary muscle memory where you're like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cough. So anyway, uh, or it's not even a cough. It's more. Of a, it's one of those. <laughs> and that too. Yeah. And so, that. but it's uh, but yeah, on the mend, getting better, a little less yeah. spacey. Uh. You know, Kevin or otherwise. Kevin. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, real quick, I wanted yeah. to thank everyone who has uh, uh, listened to uh, my conversation with David Dushman. Thank you very much. A uh, lot of people listened. Uh, Good. So, so thank you for that. If you haven't listened. <laughs> go listen. Go listen. You wusses. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fadenblurred.com. Uh, you can, you can find it there. It's, it's uh, process driven number one with, with Mr. David Dushman, who I am a big fan of and, uh, and a nice guy, really one, nice guy. One of many, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next, next episodes are, are in the works, okay. so it, it won't take six months to get to episode two. Okay. I, ho- I hope. Good. Not. Um, where you want to start with, we'll, well, okay. we'll end, we'll end where we're, we'll okay. end with the stuff and we'll start with your making decisions. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I, I, I've been building that background in the corner. Remember that I was talking about, right? Your little, your little corner portrait corner. Yeah. And Bill's and, portrait corner. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is kind of how I make my money now. I'm going to have like little kids hey from the neighborhood girls. come over for Welcome. 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. want to have a portrait? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Creepy. Be careful with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've, so I've got, so I had to build because there was a radiator on one of the walls. I had to build the wall out a little bit, basically build a frame for one of the well, walls. Wait, aren't you just using like little, aren't they just flats basically? Uh, I'm painting on um, what is called shore ply, which is like a quarter inch plywood that's primed. Okay. So, so why didn't, why didn't you do this as a flat, uh, like a muslin theatrical flat that you can just fold and put away? Well, because why, why, why the extra, the extra, uh, 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 heavy material uh because i wanted it hard and flat so that people could like lean against it 
it ah, wasn't okay. just a background. It's sort of like it's. I want it to be walls. You okay. Know? So so um, but I didn't want to do it. You know, I rent the apartment that we live in, so it's like I didn't want to like put too much like painting a little bit on the wall would be one thing, but actually putting down. Uh, you know, mud on the wall to, right, to get right. it to look that way. Well, and then you can't take it with you either. Exactly. If you, True. If you were yeah. To, yeah. You know, go somewhere. So, so, so I had to, but I had to build off one of the walls because it had a, this radiator. So I built this frame and put the thing on and then screwed the frame up on the wall and put the wall up and put the other one up and, and I got it pretty good. And I, you know, puttied the whole thing and screwed in and everything was working well. Um, so it was, it's been sitting there though for like a couple weeks because I needed my friend Hannah to come over <clears throat> and help me, work on uh, painting technique. Now, my friend Hannah is a uh, set painter and builder for movies. Like she did, if anybody saw that new Amazing Spider-Man 2 movie, Hannah and her team built the subway station that he finds the train in, his dad's stuff in. So, um, you know, she does big stuff like that. Sure, sure. So I said, you know, Banana, as I call her, I said, hey, Banana, come over and help me do this thing, if you will. And she said, yeah, yeah, sure. So she brought some stuff over. And now you have lots of experience in the theater trade. Had, yeah. Yeah, right. So there's a lot of stuff in there that is sort of, you have to watch somebody do it and you go, oh, that's how they do it. You know, for whatever it is. Right. So I wanted to make some texture on this thing. So we ended up she ended up making what's what apparently is called fat paint, which is like joint compound with paint in it. Right. Um, And so I'd got two different sort of shades of that and put a little up, put a little of the dark one, put a little light one and like and slid around with a with a 10 inch blade to sort of sort of smooth it around and to model it a little bit. Kind of of scumble it together. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you don't want to mix too much because then you end up with just the medium and that's no good, you know. Sure. Um, so I, I did a layer of that, you know, and she was showing me how to put more stuff on top, like doing some watered down matte medium and all the rest of it. Anyway, the point of all this is to say that I'm learning how to do this and definitely one of those things where the next time I did it, I could do it even better, you know, cause it's first time, whatever. Sure. But, but the other day, the other night, uh, Conrad had a work event. Actually it was last week when she was out of town. Um, and I put on some music and I spent like an hour and a half doing this to these two eight by four foot flats that are attached to my wall. And two things about it. One, it's really cool working with big materials. You know what I mean? Like being able to do arcs with your hand and having it like show something. You could understand why people like working in metal or wood or whatever. It's like there's physicality to it in a way that there isn't in say the kind of photography that I do. Sure. Um, big, even big, big paintings, big canvas. Yeah. Did, you know, I mean, that, that scene in Pollock where he rolls out the 30 foot, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. He knocks yeah. down the wall. Cause there's not yeah. enough room for not it. enough room. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. Just like that scene. It, so your that, whole body, that was me. I was at Harris. Yeah. Yes. It, no, no, exactly. Right. And, um, there's something wonderful about that, but, but the thing that I wanted to bring up is the fact that I, I, I did all this work on this first layer I sanded down a few parts, patched up a few parts, you know, it's like, so it's sort of trying to get consistency, but I'm now at the point where I need to sort of decide whether this layer is done and I'm going to do more over the top, sort of do this matte medium stuff and start smearing like sort of, uh, 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 washes over it and that kind of thing. Right. But once I do that, I can't go back. And I thought that it was interesting. The idea that it's sort of making, decisions about stuff when there is no undo 
so much of what I do in Lightroom and Photoshop and even in the camera to some extent because of digital, I can see what I'm working on. Sure. I can always look at it and go, oh, that's not right. Let me try that again. Well, that's 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 inherent to analog, though. Yes, right? exactly. That's, that's that's I think that's the beauty of analog. Is yeah. You have to make a decision. This is exactly. So this is what I wanted to just talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was like, the, you know, it's like the, I, I have to make a decision and I can't undo it. Whatever I do, I have to go in that direction. Right. Um, is there something inherently better about that? Is that is that what we've lost in film, say, not oh, the magic of a piece of cellulose and whatever, is what we've lost actually sort of the 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 um, the analog... I know it's obvious we lost the analog nature, but that sort of where there is no precision in analog, you know, by definition, you know, it's it's sort of imprecise. Um, I, I think that's part of it, sure. Yeah. You, know, you, you make a decision with film, I'm going to push this two stops or I'm going to pull this two stops... And that's it. You're done. Yeah. You're, there's no going back from that by and large. Yeah. And once you process it, it's processed. You can't go, that's it. oh, I used the wrong chemicals. Let me go back yeah. and do another if you, wash. If you are swirling around in, in developer for nine minutes instead of six minutes, well, you're never going to be able to get back to six minutes. Right. And it's, it's, you know, it's interestingly enough, it's a little bit like that discussion we had last week about the, uh, the Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I okay, let's say I take this as it is, and I the other day I put a little I, I watered down some matte medium and I painted a like one by one foot corner, eighteen inches on the side, top left corner. I painted it on and then I put some darker stuff on and then kind of smeared it around, right? And when I first looked at it, I go, Oh shoot, I screwed that up. Yeah. That's well, it's gonna dry differently. It's wrong exactly very differently it dried. Yeah. In fact, when it dried, it actually looks all right. You know, and so there's this small patch in the corner that's kind of like, okay, that's where I'm going. That's where the rest of this is going to go. You know, now I just have to to sort of make this make this mental decision that, okay, what it is right now is done and I'm just going to move on. Now, the thing is, is that maybe I could do this better, the whole thing better, like from step one, but I won't be able to start that second try until I'm done with the entire first try. Does that make sense? Well, that's, I mean, that, but that's one of the beauties of analog and it's, 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 so I may it's, be doing it's, this. The, it's, go ahead. It's creativity on a wire, right? Yes, that's right. That's what I'm saying. You, you could, you could fall or you could make it to the other side, but, but it, that's part of the fun of it. That's yeah. part of, of the discovery of it. And is that why we are, we accept more flaws in analog stuff because we know that making it perfect is either not possible or, or very difficult or the 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 the, the, fl- the flaws are inherent to it and that's what makes it sort of human and maybe in, in digital are we taking too many of the flaws out to the point where these things everything looks like plastic you know we i was watching um uh conrad's uh super fantastic nerd hour podcast this week they watched independence day and did sort of a riff tracks kind of thing on yeah. it as sort of a special for the independence day. And so I was kind of watching the movie over their shoulders as they were watching it. And what I realized is that even though it's a cheesy blockbuster, just like we have today in Godzilla and whatever else. Oh, I think Godzilla was much better than independence day. Okay. Well, here's, here's what I was going to say though. 
there was something in Independence Day which is not in Godzilla, which is I not that I cared about the characters, but the characters were fully fleshed out. They were a little bit funny, a little bit serious. They had relationships that I cared about. In Godzilla, I didn't care about any of those people. Sure. None of them. And I wonder if that's something that we've sort of, uh, you know, is, is, is that part of what we've lost, sort of that humanity, you know? Well, uh, I, I think w- with regard to, to your, your, the discussion about, about sort of where it goes and where it doesn't go, and you want to yeah. be certain that this is right. I mean, that, this is one of the things I talked about with David was we've, we've become addicted to certainty, we want to know the outcome before we start down the path. We yes. want to know what's at the end of the uh, of the road. Yep. And and sometimes that's not what it's about. Well, as as do businesses and clients as well. Sure. You know, they want to know what they're going to get. I mean, and and as as a photographer, we've talked about this several times where where they're hiring you for what you've done by and large, not what you can do. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's the old. Uh, yeah, we have this shoot, and uh, it's of a middle-aged woman in a in a in an orange sweater. Do you have any pictures like that? And you show them some pictures of like middle-aged women and sort. Of, yeah, do you have any with an orange sweater on? Yeah, <laughs> and you you, fi- you search through your quarter million images, and you find one image with a woman with a sweater on. You send it to me. Go. Yeah, do you have like two or three more so that we get some sense of your <laughs> your take on orange yeah. sweaters? And that's kind of what it. It's that crazy sometimes, you know. To the point where it's so, it's so tightly controlled that that it's sort of missing what makes it special, you know. Um, sure. And it's so I could do this whole thing and it could come out mediocre, but I could you know stick up or sand down this whole thing and start from scratch, and I'm probably going to do it better the next time, or at least different. Well, that's what I was about to say. At the very least it would never be the same as I did it the first time because I could never do it exactly the same as I did it the first time. Right. Where I could recreate a photo shoot in digital with digital lights that are strobed down to one-tenth of a stop. I could get that nearly perfect each time. And you're going to use clouds or difference clouds to create texture, so they're all going to look very similar to one another. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you you get this kind of thing where it's like, is, is... it's funny as as things go forward and and so many say professional photographers for years you know some new new tool comes out that makes their life just a little bit easier oh okay now we have i don't know auto exposure or autofocus let's say real early stuff right mm-hmm. and they see it as well some of them see it as oh this is great now i don't have to worry about that thing or at least this will get me close and i don't less work whatever it is but then of course that means that there's a lot more people with less skills who could now do a similar kind of thing you know so in the same way it's like we keep getting all these tools that make it easier and easier that you could in some ways uh make art by the numbers but it doesn't make the work better no it doesn't i mean but the problem is is that a lot of people don't don't they they don't do a lot of people don't really want they're risk averse right sure. they, they they want what they know they can get and they don't want anything different because that's dangerous you know client wise yeah. it's certainly yeah. a big thing i i just you know there there's been on and on going talk about how this is a, a terrible market for photographers and it's so bad for photographers and i just don't agree i think it's a fantastic time for photographers Oh, I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad time for photographers, but I think that for for 
I mean, you didn't see all kinds of genius books come out after movable type became. No, 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 no. no. I don't know. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that, that, that there are a lot, even in my experience with clients, there are clients who would rather know definitively that they were going to get something mediocre rather than take the chance of getting something great. Mm -hmm. You know? They 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 would say this is what we have in our heads. Make this, and then you could say, "Well, I can make this a lot better by doing this, this, and this." And they go, "Well, yeah, that might work or it might not work." So why don't you just do this thing that we said, even though it's not all that interesting, right? You know, and there's a there is a lot of that, you know. Sure. And I think part of that comes comes with the fact that we have such control now of our tools and the way that we use light and what we can do in post-production that we can make things exactly like you asked, you know, and some people see that as the, the, a license to demand exactly what they asked, even though what they're asking for, isn't that good in the first place. Right. I mean, all these tools just, they allow you to create better stuff, but it doesn't mean that you're right. It doesn't mean that people are coming up with better ideas and, and their creativity is better. You know, right. that's never been a thing. It's, it still comes down to the idea <laughs> yep. and the story yeah. or the narrative or whatever it is. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's easier on a lot of levels to execute some of these things, but there's a lot more bad post-processing out there than there is good. Sure. There <laughs> are a lot more heavy-handed HDR shots than there are, in my opinion. Yep pleasing well, they're, did, they're, you know. did you did you see that the th- there was a thing that went around the other day of some woman who took a picture of herself and sent it to a bunch of and i'm making air quotes right now artists around the world to retouch it and she, all she said oh, was make her beautiful or whatever yeah yeah. yeah 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 and and this was ostensibly the the article discussed of how discussed how this was you know different cultures how they see beauty and stuff and it's like i didn't see that at all <laughs> I saw it as different cultures and how some of them have really bad retouchers. <laughs> like, um, you know. it, it does, it does speak to standards of, of beauty or standards of, of what, yeah, but what I mean, find aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. But to that particular person who was working on it, I don't think it was necessarily a cultural thing except for the couple of them that put headdresses on the people. But, but the wouldn't those people be, aff- I mean, aren't you affected by your culture? Oh, of course you are. But I don't think that I, everyone's affected by everything. But nowadays in the global culture, I think there's far more people who are looking at, say, beauty images of a woman. And their first thing is actually, you know, the stuff that comes out of the U.S. and Europe is the prime mover in that angle, just because we've sort of created that super refined look, you know? Sure, sure. Okay. Um, so I think what you get is sort of, I mean, there were a few of those in there that were you know, the super, super plastic skin, like somebody just used a blur filter on the, on the girl's skin and that kind of stuff. Um, but I looked at it and I was just like, yeah, some of these are just bad. It's, it's not that this, like this person from the Ukraine or wherever it was, you know, is, 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 is seeing this, how Ukrainian see it. It's just that they're not very good retoucher or whatever it is. See, see if we can find that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure notes. we can. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but it's interesting because uh, I did that picture of that uh, girl with the, the body-painted books on her the other day. Sure. And, and, and Corey Doctorow from Boing Boing, you know that guy? Yeah. Uh, posted it on Boing Boing. 
And so that's cool. And then it ended up getting picked up by a bunch of other people. Well, it, it, in, in the words of Bill Wadman, everybody loves a naked girl. Everybody loves naked women. You know what? If I had a cat on the shelf, ah, trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. Nerdy stuff, naked women, and cats. God, I could. I, I, would, I had two of the three. Two of the trifecta. Um, yeah. But, but you know, it ended up on Boing Boing and after up on Laughing Squid and all these different things. And I got 20,000 visitors to my site in two days. But it's interesting. It's like all this stuff goes viral and it's like, okay, great. Yeah. You know, at the, at the uh, end of the day, you're yeah, going, yeah. So yeah, I got 20,000 20, people came to my site. I didn't get one more Twitter follower or not yeah. a single email somebody from somebody calling you saying, hey, you know what? Right. Yeah, none. But maybe, 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 and I'm playing devil's advocate yep. here. Maybe it's not good. Yeah, maybe because popular isn't good. Right? Always. No. Yeah, yeah. Popular so maybe, doesn't automatically mean good. You know, and that's the thing is we 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 get so hung up on on and I'm I'm just as guilty of it. Uh, hit counters and you know followers yeah. and and all this stuff and none of that means anything. Yeah, but people people base. You know, we've talked before on how, oh, well, maybe they're going to hire this photographer because they have a big social media following and that will, you know. So we also on this show have said that it does possibly make a difference. It can. I don't necessarily think that it does. Yeah. You know, I I will, uh, Faded and Blurred will will arguably never have the following that F-Stoppers does or or Petapixel. Okay. And who knows why that is? Maybe it's because I steer away from talking about gear. Maybe it's because I'm not, you know, interviewing or or doing tutorials or or, who knows. But I'm putting up the the stuff that I want to read. I'm putting up the stuff that I'm interested in. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I I, I get bitter about it it every once in a while. And I go, I wish I had that. But then I go, well, why? What what, what am I getting out of that? Does, Does... does Wes Anderson, does it bother Wes Anderson that his movies don't make as much as Michael Bay? Probably not, because he knows who he is and he knows what he wants. Well, and, and he's, he's making enough money to make the next one. Sure, sure. Right. But, I mean, we, you, you get into that mode where you're comparing yourself to, to you know, why am I not on yeah. this magazine cover? Or why am I not doing, doing this record? Or why, why, you know, why don't I have a bestseller? And... I struggle with that. I struggle with the comparisons all the time, you know, not all the time, but, but sure. more often than I probably should. Yeah. You know, so, so to your, to your point, is there value in, in, in going viral? Yeah, I'm sure there is. If it translates into something tangible. Yes. But that translation is questionable or nebulous at best. You know? Sure. It's just, sure. it always, it's always interesting to me though, how, People say, oh, you just got to get yourself stuff seen by a lot of people. It's like, well, a lot of people get their stuff seen by a lot of people. That doesn't necessarily mean that they get 26 book deals and, you know, all the right. rest of it. Right. Uh, yeah. It's a weird, weird thing. So what is it? I mean, that's 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 the juice that we talk about a lot is yeah. is what makes it, you know, and I have no idea. I had, I had a guy uh, uh, that that. Uh, did a, an iBook and reached out and said, Hey, do you have any ideas on, on what I can do to, to get more eyes on this? 50,000 copies like you did. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Because I, 
You're like, I've tried lots of stuff. Yeah. Everything that you try, you, 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 sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes process X works on this project, but it doesn't work on the next one. Yeah. And if and you, you do everything the same or you, or you think you do and it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's just fascinating to me, you know, you know? And, and, <laughs> and all these people, like a bunch of people wrote me like, Hey, your stuff's on Boing Boing. Your stuff's here. Your stuff's there. Blah, 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 this. Even like sort of estranged members, estranged members of our family, like, <laughs> you right. know, we're writing Conrad and I about stuff. And it's like, wait, you know, and it's like, but oh, not this- one art director, <laughs> nope. not one art buyer, nope. not one yeah. magazine right. editor. Yeah. yeah. Now, so then we- again, this was Sunday. Who knows? Maybe next week, you know what I mean? Somebody will. And who knows? Maybe somebody saw it who six months from now will be like, Oh, shoot. Remember the guy who took that thing and they'll go find it and they'll give me a call. You never know. Right. And you never know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You never know any of this stuff. Um, uh, All you can do is it's it's you choose when to start and you choose to do the work. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. All the rest of it is up up to, you know, who knows what. Yeah. Which is why, you know, I'm just going to paint my wall. It should. Man, it's fun painting stuff. Painting you know, stuff, there's a, there's painting a, stuff is almost as fun as taking stuff apart. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a place there's a number of places in New York, but there's one called Oliphant Backgrounds. Yep, yep. Oh god, they make such beautiful stuff. They make gorgeous stuff, and it's one of those things where it's like I I it's like look, I don't want to start a business to compete with you, but I would love to just like watch your process one day, just to make stuff for myself. You know, like, how are, do you guys do this? There are a couple of videos and. Often what they will do with these large backdrops is they'll put them on the studio floor yeah. and they've got Staple you know, them down. long sticks with yep. brushes on the end. And, and they're actually painting like walking over the surface of these things. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Or a, a lot of them, they also do lots of spray stuff. Yep. So they'll be, you know, using like, uh, like, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, spray cans. Well, what, what is it called when you have the, like the hooked up with the compressor ones? Sort of like giant airbrushes, you know? Yeah, yeah. just like a big spray gun. Yeah. Or, or they'll, they'll use like Hudson sprayers to get texture, like the same stuff that you spray like, like popcorn on the ceiler and stuff. Yeah. Because the, the dots are bigger, so it gets a lot more texture. Yeah, it's, all or that stuff's you fascinating. Can, you know, mix vermiculite in yeah. or something. Yeah, you know what else weird. is interesting too? Like, okay, just to wrap up this thing, watching Hannah work with materials, mm-hmm. it seems like there was just a few things that you do. You either thicken paint up or you thin it down, you know, and it's just a matter of where on that continuum from mud to water, right? You're working, right? You know what I mean? And then yeah. and they're all for different things and for different reasons. But, you know, if you spent a week working with somebody who does that kind of stuff, not that you'd be as good at them at like actually doing it muscle memory wise, but you would pick up 80% of the gig by understanding how they use materials, you know, oh, I just do this with these kinds of ratios and I work this and yeah, I mean, you you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you sat around with me for five days, you'd figure out 80% of how I take my pictures. I don't think it would take that long. Not that you could, nice, (laughs) not that you could uh, (laughs) do it exactly the way I do, you know, because obviously that takes practice, but sort of the, the facts that you need to know are not that complex, but at the same time, they are a little bit of a sort of, um, you know, I haven't looked specifically, but I don't think there's that many books written on doing painting for photo backgrounds. You know what I mean? Probably uh, not. Right. It's sort of, there's a little bit of a, oh, this is stuff passed down from person to person. 
Right. But I mean, isn't isn't that similar to Photoshop? I mean, really, unless you're talking yeah. about you know compositing or high, but even then, what do you need? What are the what are the skills you need to learn in Photoshop? Yeah, I mean, there are really a half dozen things that you're just applying in different ways. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, and it, it and it comes it becomes a, a, a system of you just practice and you refine yeah. and you get better at it. My my friend Everett, I was. Uh, hanging out with him last night and and he said he was interested in in doing some photo uh, video editing and he, i said well you know what have you tried he goes oh i i got final cut and i was like oh 10 or 7 he's like 10 and i was like okay and he's just like and you know i was cutting together i was i was editing together this thing and trying to figure it out and i was like well you know if you want to come over on sunday and spend an hour with me i will show you you know everything that i know about final cut 10 you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i may know t- t- eight things that you didn't know of the 12 things that I show you, maybe eight of them you don't know. And you'll pick up those eight things and you'll go talk to somebody else and you'll pick up another three things. Right. You know, it's, that's the interesting thing, even about some of the tutorial videos and things that you, you know, videos or, or DVDs or any of those kinds of things or books that you and I see a lot of it's just repeats of the same stuff. But again, there, maybe there's that one nugget of something that's interesting. Sure. Oh, he does this differently and Oh, that's kind of cool. Or, you know, uh, well, that, that's the thing, right? I mean, uh, many of these tutorials are showing you either the same technique or if it's Photoshop, you know, as you well know, there are 10 ways to do the same thing in Photoshop. Yes. So they're showing you a variation on X. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything's like, yeah, it's the same 10 tools, just different ways to use them. And it's funny with Photoshop is that a lot of the things that you do are using tools in ways that they weren't intended to be used or you know what I mean? Or, or novel sort of interesting ways of doing things that you go, Oh, you know, no one at Adobe ever designed that to do that, mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. does a really okay. good job using some selective color thing to pull out whatever, to make a selection that you then blur with such and such, you know, you get sure. into these things where it's like, Oh, this is six steps down the line. And that's just because somebody was messing around one day and figured it out. You know, some somebody like Bert Monroy was was, was yeah. figured it out. Well, he he. Okay, Bert's a great example. <laughs> yeah, Bert's not using a ton of technique. He's just got a ridiculous amount of skill. Yeah, he's got serious chops. You know, I mean, he's using arguably the same you know half dozen things on everything that he's done, but he's using them in ways that maybe you wouldn't think of. Yeah, and yeah. his work is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a obsessive guy. I think. I have a feeling that Bert Monroy is an obsessive dude. <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I'd be willing to bet that if he made his own coffee, it would take a lot longer than three <laughs> minutes to make a cup. Take way longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what, what's this next thing on the list? So, uh, Nikon. A uh, little little gear thing for a second. Uh, wait, Nikon. Hold on a second. Nikon is the company that makes. Um, what do they make again? They're the ones edge to edge sharpness. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean the uh, ones no, that use Sony sensors? Right. There got you it. go. Uh, so they've got a, a new updated version of the D800 called the D810, uh, which is their their next naming scheme. Uh, first first seen in the D610, which really was just a D600 with a shutter that didn't put oil all over your sensor. I like the D610. Uh, it's a nice camera. Yep. Uh, so, so the so first. Wait, wait, hold on a second. What did you say? This, the, what does the six ten have to do with the eight ten? Just the numbering. Scheme. Oh, okay. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm really hoping we'll see a D 
410 or a 310. That would be kind of nice. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so so uh, uh, Miss Aniela, who we've talked about on the, sto- on the show before, uh, was, was, I think she was the first person. If she wasn't the first, she was one of the first to get a hold of this thing and and do some some shoots with it in England and really fascinating shoots uh and and they're saying that that much of it well i think they say all of them were were achieved without using photoshop but caveat they did use nikon's new capture what is it nxd or nxr or whatever their new software is right. so it's it's still not like i mean yes they're impressive but there's still some posts going on. What does it mean to not use Photoshop? What does it mean to have a picture right out of camera? In the days that cameras, nowadays where cameras have different film looks and you can do raw conversions inside the camera, and I'm sure there's lots of tools inside of this Nikon software to you know, play with vignetting or whatever yeah, else, right? Yeah. Or, or, you know, re reprocessing, you know, that was a little hot. So I want to, I want to bring this down a third of a stop. Right. Or, or like, yeah, highlights, pull them back a little mm-hmm. bit, whatever. Nikon's got their D light, which is uh, kind of can, can add more, more uh, detail into the shadows. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, pulling up the shadows. So, you know, what does it even mean to not use Photoshop. Well, and that, that's kind of why I brought this up is why is that a selling point for your camera? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, a, 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 what is it? $4,000 for the body for this thing? Uh, probably less than that, isn't it? The, the 8,000 was like 29 or the 800 was 29. I think it was cheap. It's actually fairly cheap for what it is. Uh, I'll look 8, it up. 10, uh, 30, 3,200. 30, Okay, so $3,200. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know why that's a selling feature. Uh, you know, my, see, that's, that's where you come down. I come down and look at it and say, yeah, okay, she didn't need to use Photoshop because she had a team of 60 people <laughs> doing hair, makeup, <laughs> costumes, bringing zebras into the freaking room in the French palace that she, you know, a lot of what people use post-production and Photoshop for is to be able to do things they couldn't do practically because of cost concerns mm-hmm. or time concerns or access or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, so we're, whereas, whereas I may have found uh, uh, a stock photo of a zebra and composited it in. Uh, right. Because you know, I, you know, or go to the zoo and take a picture of a zebra. Sure. Like, because I can't afford $10,000 to have a zebra brought to me, you know, in the French countryside or wherever. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was interesting that that was the selling point. Like we, you know, these, these images didn't use Photoshop, but you did use kind of Nikon's Lightroom equivalent. Yeah. Okay. So what, what are we saying? here? Well, hold on a second, because we also have, you know, there, there is a bias towards non Photoshop stuff being better than Photoshop stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, th- like in camera is, has a higher moral value than in Photoshop for some reason. Okay. And why is that? I, that I and, don't And know. I think that goes along with the same thing of, you know, I did it on film is somehow better than I did it on digital because film somehow I can't mess with it as much. Yeah. I'm and therefore sure. it's more impressive. I love her work. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think Miss Aniela is fantastically talented. I think she's got uh, really, really interesting ideas. Yeah. And her technique is beautiful. I don't care whether she uses Photoshop or film or crayons. 
I, I like her work. And I, I don't, I guess, I just didn't understand why they, they, I think, I think Nikon is basically trying to, okay, here's the thing that happens in camera sales and branding and marketing and all the rest of it, right? That I think what it is, is that Nikon sits there and says, look at these beautiful pictures. They were done out of camera in air quotes, uh, out of camera of our new D810 the, mm-hmm. by Miss Aniel. The, the, the sort of subtext there is you can get pictures that look like this too. If you just had the D810. Yeah. Okay. Sure. 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 And I think that that, and I, I mean, and that's the sort of, that's the, BS and $10,000 for a zebra. <laughs> exactly. No, right. No, but I mean, well, there is that, right. You know, that's not insubstantial right. um, the production no, it, value uh, and being able to play with those lights the way she did. I mean, no, that, it's true. It's true. You know. Much of the success of these photographs is, is her realization and her realization is, is very sort of uh, Baroque. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, ostentatious. Yeah. And sense. it's, it's, yeah. And it's great. And it, you know, she does her thing and that's fine. Uh, but, but I feel like that, I mean, that's, that's why they say it and that's what they're trying to sell. Now, whether or not that has, you know, has anything to do with the, 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 the camera it was shot on, you know, I, it, what's interesting is that nowadays, Back in back in say the film days, it's like yeah, people people who were photographers knew that a lot of street photographers used Leicas, and yeah, part of it is to do with the image quality, but a lot of it's to do with just the feel and the quietness and all that of the camera. The yeah, that real, was that was Winogrand's thing, right? Was it just yeah. he didn't want the extra mechanical right. BS, and that's know, and that's just, right, and he had to use an M4 just like the one I have, and that's that's that was the thing, but really. The image came from the film, so then people bickered over different film stocks being different, or you know, they changed the formulation of this and it changed whatever it is. Nowadays, the camera actually does have a big to do to the f- image quality. You sure. Know? Although we have definitely plateaued to the point where no one should be complaining about the image quality of any of their cameras for ninety-five percent of stuff that anybody ever does. Uh, this stuff's amazing. Yeah. In every way. And you know what? How about somebody takes, you know, obviously never going to be done, but somebody takes this Nikon D810 out of her hands and puts in a D3200 and takes the same picture on the same, you know. Right, right. It's going to look very similar unless you blow it up to 10 times the size. You know, so you get these sort of uh, it's marketing BS, you know. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. You know, it's like, you know, buy our camera and you don't need Photoshop. That yeah. was the kind of subtext, yeah. like you said, that was the subtext is we can do all of this without it. And then, well, let me know. ask you a question related what, what to that. What percentage though? of the people that buy that camera are not going to use some sort of post? Well, again, nobody. <laughs> yeah. But here, okay, here's my question though. Here's, here's yep. an ancillary question to you. You see her. You get- set me up. You're setting me up, aren't you? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to fall. Um, <laughs> you're going down. Yeah. The door is. What is the, um, <laughs> You're going to fall. Oh, it's in a uh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hit you and you're yeah, going to yeah. fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Ren and Stimpy. And, uh, happy, happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, yeah. what is it? My collection of infectious diseases yeah, violated. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, if, if a photographer like her, whom you respect, yes. let's take her for an example, uh, is obviously getting paid by Nikon to do this 
this thing, which is right. obviously somewhat marketing BS. Sure. Right. You know, does that change the way you look at that photographer? No, not at all. No. Okay. Do you think it does for some people? Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of the classic. Do you see it as, Hey, she gets money where she gets it. Good for her. Yeah. It, I don't think, I don't think she's going to, you know, start wearing Nikon sweatshirts to every shoot and, and insisting that you can only do this with a Nikon camera or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that line is is fluid, you know. Sure, it is. You know, it's kind of like when you read um, who's the who's the 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 big flash Nikon guy, McNally, uh, Joe McNally, McNally. Joe McNally. <coughs> you read his books, like there was that that Speedlight book he put out a few years ago that I had, and he's and you know, and there's lots of you know using the Nikon such and such flash system. Right, the I'm CLS. able to do this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Yeah, but and is that like, any different than 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 you know Silarina or somebody who uses Canon? Probably not that much different. Well, no, I, it's not. A, this isn't a brand thing. I'm just saying that like, does his ability to do that really have anything to do with Nikon's technology, or is he just implying that in order to to to, to make a buck? I don't know enough about nikon's lighting system to know if they're doing anything that that i, I don't know yeah i don't know that the the i just i, technical I, I whenever i read anything like that from any manufacturer i'm just like oh god you know, you know it, i i love my fuji and that's i don't i don't really go looking yeah, yeah because yeah. it's 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 more camera than i need right now yep uh the jpegs that come out of it look amazing so if you Gorgeous. don't want yeah, you don't want to do anything. You you yeah. you stick it on whatever film simulation or black and white simulation, and and you go to town. Yeah, that's I, it. If I yeah, if I had that camera, like when I had the the X one hundred S for a while, it was all about just put in JPEG, choose a film mode, take a picture. Yeah, yeah. My whole trip to Italy, I shot nothing but JPEGs. You know. Yeah, like, and for for where I'm at, for <laughs> what I shoot, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to me the the whole. You know, uh, I mean, it's the classic thing of, you know, like I only drive Ford cars, you know, like I may drive right. on the F1 track, but when I get off the track, my, me and my family drive Ford, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you think that, that Jeff Bridges really drives a Hyundai Elantra? Yeah, I know. And it's probably like, not. And I don't know. There's something about that that bothers me, you know, because for every, years did, did Richard Dreyfus drive a Honda? Right. <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time in my head, I kind of go, but that's what you're implying. And if everyone knows that it's, everyone knows that it's not true. Mm -hmm. I put everyone in quotes. Cause you know, who knows? There's probably people who do believe it, this stuff. Right. Um, there's a very famous photographer that I'm friends with who used to sell, uh, Olympus used to be like on in Olympus ads or whatever. Okay. And I was over at his house one day and I was just like, you really shoot Olympus? And he's like, nah, I shoot a 5d. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. okay, this is this is what bothers me about it because there are people out there who bought that Olympus camera because they thought that so and so used it because it was that good of a tool to whatever, you know. Right. And that that kind of bothers me. It's kind of like that that's a so, little so are, you, are you saying a lot of people bought Nikons because Ashton Kutcher uses one? Well, those were all those consumer things. <laughs> but yeah, some of them did, probably, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me. The whole marketing thing. All right. It, it gets to right, me sometimes. Mo moving on. What else All you right. got? Uh, I don't know. Let's see what else. I'm, I'm, I'm on another page looking at, looking at another thing. All right. So big stuff in the world of software. 
Oh, oh, actually, no, no, let's do the Instagram thing because that's fun. Then we'll get yeah, to this. Let's do day. Instagram. It's quick. I see what you did there. What? What? Uh, who sent this in? I think it was Mike <laughs> Sakasagawa. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Like How you doing, guy. buddy? Um, I just like the fact that we can say his, we just do it so we could say his name on the air. That's right. It's fun. That's uh, right. So he sent over this art news piece called Ways of Seeing Instagram by Ben Davis. And I'll put the link in the show notes. And he's it, it kind of talks about the sort of uh, the uh, parallels between the kinds of pictures people take in Instagram versus the, the images that people used to say oil paint and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, here's a still life of, uh, oh, here's my, you know, hamburger on, on the plate at the diner. Well, how different of that is that than some oil painting of a still life of oysters and wine, you know, on a table? Mm-hmm. Like, is it, is is this all really just the same thing? You know, a woman lying on a bed in an Instagram is very much like some oil painting of the same or, or a bunch of people drinking out of a champagne bottle. How different is that than Rembrandt stuff of them, you know, drinking but, beer but and does this whatever. have anything to do? I mean, are we talking about Instagram as a filter platform or as a delivery platform? I think of as a delivery platform as more people are putting up more images on Instagram. So we can use it as a large sample of which to make conclusions. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just don't, I don't know that I, that I am following the parallel. That girl has really crazy eyes in that first picture. Nightcore girl. Ooh. Oh, she has, oh, she has those contacts in. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's, 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 I, I the question is, I think less that, less that, are these things parallels? I would say yes, of course they are, because even the original ones, you know, the 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 all of the old Renaissance stuff, those are all uh, human condition. Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of uh, symbols of 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 human condition. You know, mm-hmm. a beautiful woman lying on a bed, people eating together. You know what I mean? Like these kinds of things. These are everywhere for everything, right? Um, and and they were the same. They were status things back in the day, and they're still status things now. Like, look, I can afford to be in France drinking wine at a at a table, you know. Yeah, but i i would I would follow. I would be more likely to follow the Getty's Instagram feed if they were, you know, posting images from their collection than just some random. I, I don't know. I, Wait, I is just, that what they do? No, I don't know if they do. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, they they're they're posting whoever it is, right? People are posting new stuff on Instagram. You don't think that that's worth it? I don't know that it's. I don't know that you can make the comparison that just because it's popular, it's good. Yeah, it's true. Just because a lot of people are using, Insta- I mean, a lot of people are using Facebook Messenger. So does that mean that they're all brilliant writers? Of course not. No, 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 no. But if if but if you're looking at the the uh you know the whole of everything people are writing on Instagram Messenger, you could make conclusions about the vocabulary they use and what new words yeah. have cr- been created this year that have balls at the end of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just I don't uh, for me this this gets back to just because it's popular doesn't mean that it's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's very, very interesting. The, the, the things that people put on Instagram, isn't there like the, the latest numbers talk about how many 
billions of images are posted on Instagram a day, right? You know, is it is it billions a day? It's gotta be right. It's gotta be crazy. Instagram per day. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. June Instagram statistics. Uh, they have two hundred million monthly active users. Blah blah blah. Number of Instagram users. Okay, I want to know how many pictures. Percentage of Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Do you know that thirteen percent of internet users use Instagram? that crazy 13 hmm. percent. that's they, a big number they don't say how many uh how many they do a day but like if there's 200 million active users most of those people do at least one a day you know people are doing that stuff i don't know it's interesting i uh, i i found it interesting there's there, there's an article that gets linked 40 million this. a day okay uh there it's it's on gallerist and and the the article is called oh, the gallery ago, unfiltered sorry. Okay, the gallery unfiltered uh, on the art world's Instagram obsession, and they're talking about how how Instagram is being used as a sales tool, and I find that interesting. Wait, that thing that we talked about a few weeks ago—that stuff where they're paying people who have lots of Instagram followers to put a crystal bottle in their picture? No, 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 no. Just as as actual as as an actual sales tool, like using it to promote a gallery or or oh, I see, okay, to, to promote work. And I find that part interesting as as purely a distribution platform. In the same way, so you're that, saying I have my pictures, I put them up on my website, whatever it is, but I also put them up on my Instagram feed. Sure, yeah. sure, or Pinterest or whatever. I just think it's another outlet. I don't. Again, I don't. I don't know that that you can make an across the board sort of qualitative statement that that oh well, lots of people are using it, so it must be good. Yeah. And the, and just because the art world has has embraced it, that means that there's great stuff there. Well, no, they've embraced it until they embrace the next thing. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's look. There are hundreds of stupid things on the internet that you could put your pictures on. Right. Um, but do you really want to be sticking your, your work on 50 different or even 12 different places, all of which have different terms of service, all of which you have to do by hand, all of which, you know, it's like, is getting your stuff out there worth, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thing. I feel what's, like yeah. What's what's the av- what's the trade off or the by payoff, the way it's, it's 60, 60 million average photos a day currently. That's a lot. Yeah. What's the payoff for the average person, not the top one percent that are getting well, advertised contracts and things. One percent. Like I bet you it's one tenth of one tenth of one. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. You know, but the people that are being paid to put you know Nikes on or or right. or Cristal right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not sure. those people. Oh, the rest of them for, get get their friends to be able to see their pictures of their dog. But even yeah. for professional photographers, I think even that for, it, I, you know, it's, does it help? Yeah, I, I don't know. If, if you're listening and, and I'd love to know this, if you're listening and, and, and you've gotten some sort of uh, quantifiable juice or bump yeah. from Instagram, send us, send us a, a and, podcast at untakingpictures.com. And was it because of work that you would have put up on your blog or was it something you happened to see with your phone and snapped and put up there? You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's a different thing too. Yes. Um, Because some people, it's like, oh, I was at the, you know, the, I was at Great Adventure and I took Six Flags and I took a picture of my daughter zooming by on something and, you know, Six Flags liked it or whatever, you know, and they put it on their website. Um, You know, well, you just happened to be there and took the picture. You weren't there to take the picture, you know. Uh, 
Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear from people who who have had experience with this because I it it's admittedly beyond my scope. Yeah, there's something beyond your scope. Many, 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 many things. Speaking of scope, how do you feel about mouthwash? Oh, oh, uh, actually, I just got a, a new mouthwash over the weekend, and it's I love it. It's uh, oh, see, I'd have to go get the bottle, but it's a it's a Crest one, and it doesn't have like the uh, alcohol, you know, like the. Yeah, like the burn yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have that. Um, yeah, my dentist uses it, and and I uh, really liked it. And it's got, uh, uh, but it's got fluoride and stuff in it. Yeah, it's got the anti anti gingivitis, anti plaque, and all that. But it doesn't have that that sort of. It doesn't burn to use. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Do you think people enjoy that? Yes. Well, you remember those ads for Listerine where they show the guy sticking it in his mouth and then they just they just stay on him as he's swishing it around his mouth for 30 seconds and him like yeah. getting more and more upset just, about it? The, yeah, the, the face just continues <laughs> yeah. to sort of crunch up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, is that good marketing? You know, what did I see the other day that I said, man, that's good marketing? Oh, so apparently, this is a slight detour. Um, Doritos, are you a, are you a chip eater? I'm I'm not I, really a chip you know eater, so I'm a, I'm a classic like potatoes, oil, salt. Okay, that's it. So apparently, Doritos um, has a new thing where they're trying out new flavors. Okay, and basically, like what beyond they, like the nacho cheese and all. Yeah, that? they have five new flavors, and they have them in these bags that are marked like Doritos Experiment Number Five Sixty Two. Oh, I've seen those. They're like, they're silver. Supposedly, like yeah. I, I've never seen bag. them. This is what I've, I've been told. I've seen them in the stores. I didn't know what it was. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. And apparently they've taken like five of their tests and done this. And I was like, you know, that's actually a pretty cool marketing move. So wait, do you, do you know what flavor you're getting? Or do you, is it only the number? I think it's just the number. So you just try it and then maybe, ooh, see, that's, yeah. that's my nightmare right there. <laughs> well, it's a buck eighty for a bag of yeah, stuff, but still, right? Right, but, still. but 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 that actually gets them to the the audience that they want—the people who are chip eaters who want to try some experimental new thing. No, see what I'm saying, though? Yeah, but no. But I mean, then, look, then I was you know thinking, In and Out—they don't try new things. <laughs> in and Out Burger—you get a burger, you get fries. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, suck it. Why you why, why you got to mess with it? Yeah, fish fillet my butt. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing that I find interesting about it is that if I always wondered if there if it's say experiment 562 are there actually 600 different flavors they tried and this was actually 562 I can't imagine or is the number just a marketing ploy Could you oh my god what a mind numbing job though to come up with 500 <laughs> flavors of of Doritos They do that all the time for like sodas and stuff Yeah and I'm sure they did the same thing for whatever flavor your mouthwash is You know it's yeah, it's just it just they just call it mint. I don't know what kind of like cool blast mint or something. Does, something does, like yeah, but how many different kinds of mint are there? You know, probably a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's is it good to ask other people what they think or does that just end up, you know, much About like what Wait, regarding what uh, their opinions on anything? Sure. Well, you know, OK, well, their opinions on art, say. Sure. You know, because don't we end up with the problem that I had in the beginning of the show where I had the light and I had the dark and I'm moving them together to get some like movement between the two. But if I do it too much, they end up mixing and I just end yeah, up with the medium gray. It's human nature to, to you want approval. You want kudos. You yeah, want, but who do you trust? Well, that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. 
You know, it's like, you know, I, you know, 10 people give me their impressions of some picture I just took. And it's like half of them like it and half of them don't like it. I have nothing to go on. Right. You know, except my opinion of those people. And then it's just it's man, that is some tricky stuff. Yeah. How do you know? I mean, and, and that's the other thing is just because somebody's a good friend or even a family member that doesn't yeah. mean they have good taste yeah and maybe they have what they think is good taste but you don't like their taste you know there there are two people with good taste who could have very different taste sure you know so that's the other problem is that you get into the like well maybe you just don't like what i do or i don't like what you do or you know what i mean right right um, you don't like westerns so how are you supposed to tell me what a good western yeah, is? somebody told me uh actually i think it was because we talked about westerns last week friend of the show gary yost wrote me and said you should watch deadwood it's a great, a great and series. i said even if i don't like westerns and he says that would make it he's like precisely because you don't like westerns yeah he's like it's 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 good even if you don't like westerns it's 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 great characters that happen to be in a western backdrop but yeah. those they, they could just as easily be in you know 1920s chicago or you know 1980s hollywood you kid you got gumption <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what they say you got it you gotta be a star you got moxie boy yeah, yeah. we gotta get you on the screen right now <laughs> imagine what hollywood was like back in the day that must have been great yeah oh it's good stuff all right so big big sort so of wait, announcement uh, you, want, you want to play taps then you just gonna I can't get that high. <laughs> <laughs> it goes higher than that. You better stop I, now. I can't, I can't get there. Uh, Apple, Apple, Apple. Yeah. Okay. So, intro- okay. First of all, I, uh, whatever. I never liked Aperture myself. So I, 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 there's no loss for me. I liked it. Okay. I still do like it. Okay. Well, uh, interesting number of interesting things about this. Number one, apparently this was found out because Jim Dalrymple asked. And they actually answered. Yeah. Which, which is kind of funny, right? Which, A, why does Jim, why do they answer Jim Dalrymple but no one else? Because <laughs> it seems that way, right? Like he has some sort of in there that no one else has. Right. Uh, what we're talking about is, is Apple has killed Aperture. Yeah. Or announced that they're no longer going to develop Aperture. Right. right? Um, but there's also the thing where it's like, well, if you guys knew you were going to stop making it, why did you have to wait for somebody to ask? Why didn't you tell somebody earlier? Because then, you know. Um, right. But, okay, so they stopped making Aperture. It is interesting that they've stopped making Aperture, but they didn't stop making Logic or Final Cut. You know what I mean? No, but they did make new versions that are arguably not as good as the previous versions and for And do you a lot think that's people. what's happening with this? So... Apple I don't sort think of, that's what's going to happen. Apple or announced I, I a couple weeks ago that they're going to do a, a, an app called Photos for the phone and for, what's the right. next thing? Yosemite. Yosemite. So, so iOS 8, if you have iOS 8, they're saying that it will no longer open iPhoto. Right. Okay, good. Okay. iPhoto no longer runs inside of iOS 8. iPhoto on iOS never really did anything for me. Here, okay, here, here's what I hope. Here's what I hope. And I think this is maybe what they, they are leaning towards. I, I think Photos is going to uh, build on a core technologies across iOS and Yosemite, and you will be able to use similar tools. This is what I hope anyway. You'll be able to use similar tools 
on your phone or tablet as you will be able to use on your Mac. Uh, yeah, I, th- I would guess that they'd be very similar. And based upon the um, the the stuff I've seen in uh, screenshots and whatnot, the interface of this Photos app, I mean, it has some, you know, open up the shadows, pull down the highlights, white balance, exposure. It has the sort of basics of raw conversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, built in and, there. And my question to you is: that might be enough for ninety percent. That might be enough for that. That is enough for eighty percent of people. You know, if it's got if it if it ticks the big boxes that that Aperture and Lightroom had, is that enough? And people are saying, "Oh, they it's Apple abandoning the pro market." Well. Maybe it's Apple going where the numbers are. Yeah, they no, are a company after the, all. The, the pro market, the pro market, I think, largely moved to Lightroom a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I I'm think not it's surprised an exciting development. I, I, I think it could be a very good thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's um, look. It, it doesn't make a difference to me because I'm a I'm an Adobe guy just because I like their stuff. Um, the, my worry with photos, and it's sort of my problem with. Lightroom and and Aperture to some extent is the the, the uh, Apple's tools for organizing images have always been very like oh these are the pictures from this day and these are the things and you know if you want to add some tags you know it's it's for, sort of nebulous and then they're inside a package that is like encoded in some way you know what I mean yeah but oddly that's that's the organizational tools are are one of the big strengths of Aperture. It's one of the things that people loved about it. Now, see, I never used Aperture enough to get really deep in it, but see, I, I like the folder structure. I like a hierarchical thing for my images. Mm-hmm. I'm not a tagger, you know? Uh, I'm not a grab all these up and say these are a certain event kind of guy. Now, maybe that works for somebody who's just taking pictures of their family and whatever it is, but like for somebody who has to keep clients separated and projects, things, you know, it's like that anytime I've ever used uh, iPhoto or stuff, if I go up to my mother's and she's got a bunch of photos and iPhoto or whatever it is, it's like I spend half the time zooming in and out trying to find where, you know, March of 2011 is, you know, because, oh, I remember that that's yeah, when that you, wedding you was. You use we a particular to. type of folder structure. Maybe yeah. someone else who, who puts, portraits as as the the folder then they use tags to delineate clients or or yeah you know, i guess that's what, that's enormously helpful well and it can be and what worries me about it though because it lately i've been using more collections inside of lightroom mm-hmm. uh you know have you ever used collections sure sure okay so Briefly. you know uh so for those of you who don't know like you can make a new let's say i have all my pictures and then i want a collection that's called portfolio and i pull in from my main thing, it sort of makes little references to... It's, it's a virtual folder. Exactly. It's like a yeah. symlink, yeah. basically. Now, what makes me nervous about that as somebody who has been using computers for 30 years is that my Lightroom file gets corrupt. My Lightroom catalog gets corrupt for some reason or lost, and I lose all that work because that stuff isn't somewhere else, you know? My four-star ratings and that kind of stuff, those are all in the DNGs because DNGs have that kind of metadata. But like putting a structure on top of the files on the drive makes me nervous because how do I know? Well, good example. Apple 
is walking away from aperture. Okay, well, what if I spent all that time tagging all those images and you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what if, where's all that stuff going to go? What if, what if photos isn't enough for me and I've got to move over to Lightroom because I need its tools? Do I lose all of the organizational stuff I've done for five years? You know, like it's sort of the fear of losing a platform that you've relied on. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying to me. Is that, uh, is that terrifying to you? Or you don't, no. you don't see how that could be scary? I, I see how it could be. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that, uh, you know, there's some way to do it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, if there's a, a they, standard method of keywording or whatever that's, that, that you can then bring over into Lightroom. Right. Or if there's a plug-in or some sort of Well, they, they said that they're path. going to work. Apple says they're going to work with... Um, work with Adobe to figure out some sort of way to get things over, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know, Apple makes promises like that before. And, you know, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath, but like the, the idea that my whole workflow and way of doing things goes away because, you know, I mean, it's, it's business. Like you said, well, it, 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 can it only happen. goes away if the current version of aperture is not enough for you. Right, that's true. Yeah, but if the current version of Aperture, for whatever reason, doesn't run on Yosemite, mm-hmm. you know, like like iPhoto supposedly won't run on the next right. iOS. Yeah, yeah, no, good know. point. Good point. Um, it, it, I guess my thing is that is is this a case for using whatever the big gorilla in the room is? You know, it's like mm-hmm. if let's say let's say I was a uh, Olympus digital SLR user, right? Um, and I chose Olympus over Canon and Icon for whatever reasons I did. But say Olympus leaves the business tomorrow because they're not making enough money. And now I have a camera that they no longer sell lenses for and they're not going to make anything new for. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like, is there a case to say, well, that's why you should have just bought Canon and Icon? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Adobe, didn't they do something similar with, with going to the cloud? You no longer own your software anymore. now you now you have to do this thing yeah. where you have to pay x number of dollars and if you stop paying your software goes away yep yeah, how is that true. different uh hmm, which question. by the by uh just as a little aside adobe has made the the 999 uh photography program permanent yeah which is kind of weird because you can <laughs> you can still buy photoshop separately which costs Nineteen ninety nine or whatever it is, like you yeah. know what I mean. It's like this weird. Yeah, so it's very strange. If you can get those two for nine ninety nine, shouldn't you be able to get Premiere for nine ninety nine? Yeah, it's, it's. I just I don't understand their pricing models, but it is kind of cool that they made it permanent and they lifted the uh, the need to buy res- something before. Yeah, the restriction that you they, had to have. I think uh, that they did that a while ago. Yeah. The the restriction thing. Yeah. It's just, it's all, it's politics. They should have done this from the beginning instead of, oh, of course. It, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're like, oh, we, we've listened to the customers. Well, maybe. Yeah. Well, hey, but isn't it better, isn't it better that they changed versus keeping it just because that's what they yeah, decided? Yeah, no, no, it is. I still think that they should, uh, if you, you know, if you've subscribed for a year and you decide this isn't for you and you've stopped subscribing, you still should be able to keep the version that you were that you paid for. So what stops you from subscribing for one month and paying $10 for Photoshop? No, you can't. You have to, you have to do the year. Okay. So you can get Photoshop and Lightroom forever for 120 bucks. Yes. That version of it. Yeah. See, yeah, they, they, I don't think they want to go for that. 
<laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. This is these kinds of things like this aperture thing is, is precisely why I end up using Photoshop and not, what was the one Pixelmator, The one I tried that time mm-hmm. uh, is for things like this. Cause you know what? I know Photoshop's not going away. Uh, what? I'm not saying it can't possibly, but like it's the least likely of things to go away. I, I wonder if I wonder how many people said that about freehand or X-Res True. or yeah. you know, Flash or Yeah, but Flash is going away for a different reason. Freehand went away cuz it got bought up by a bigger competitor who had a competing thing, you know. Yeah. Uh there's no competing thing in uh I don't know. I don't know. I find it interesting, and 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 I will be interested to see what Apple ends up doing. It would be cool if they made photos on iOS able to actually import raw files, have them on iOS, have it automatically sync back to your main library when you get back to your computer. I think that's probably likely. I mean, Android made a big made a big uh, thing about mentioning raw support. In yeah. the next version of, of Android. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. I mean, even iPhoto on the on the iPad and iPhoto on the computer, too. I mean, you could ingest raw files, but what it did was instantly make a JPEG, and that's what you right. were using. And isn't wasn't there a cap on file size? There, Yeah, it couldn't be anything more than, I think, 17 megapixels. So if I wanted to travel with an iPad in my camera, I would have to have it take JPEGs as well, so I could just have it ingest small JPEGs, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. 12 megapixel JPEGs, uh, and use those for, say, posting while I was on Twitter. But I don't, I don't shoot that kind of way. You know, if I go away for a couple weeks, I can put them up when I get back. You know, I, I got an app a few, I don't know, it's been a couple weeks now called Photogene for the iPad, and it's it's very very cool. It's Photogene G E N E. Uh huh. It's okay. as close to Lightroom in terms of of actual uh tools right. that i've seen you like that interface and it's and it's non-destructive the photogene <laughs> in interface yeah it's okay yeah uh it's okay oh i see but yeah, I, yeah, the, yeah. the tools are nice oh so it's got intensity and cross process basically it's a suit do you ever use photoshop for ios the photoshop express no i kind of like it i might be the only one everyone else complains about it but when i open stuff if i take a picture on my phone and i want to play with it i open up this the, which the, one is it photoshop touch or photoshop express Aren't there two? Uh, let me see there were two i'll tell you right now i'll pull up my phone uh it might be photoshop photo ps express it's called ps express so one of them's free and the other one you have to pay for i don't think this one i had to pay for it it, it allows me to make prints at walgreens because there's lots of walgreens in new york city um no there's no walgreens in new york city Interestingly enough, a lot of, I mean, there's CVSs and and all those, but there's also these place called Dwayne Reed, which is like this big sort of local chain, Mm -hmm. which, uh, interestingly enough was started by, at at a pharmacy, which at the corner of Dwayne and Reed streets downtown. Look at that. So the Dwayne Reed at Dwayne and Reed is actually the original Dwayne Reed. Something interesting, a little piece of New York trivia for you. Um, all right. What else we got? Uh, oh, this, this is kind of interesting. Uh, new, new, while we're on the subject of photos and apps and things, uh, new iOS app called shutter. Okay. Uh, gives you unlimited cloud storage for your photos and videos. 
That's kind of their their big their big thing. It's got you know all the usual suspects in terms of filters and everything, but you, you get unlimited storage. Okay, so do you is Google does Google use does that go against your storage? When I'm you, not sure what the question is. When you upload to Google Plus, automatically upload upload private images to Google Plus. You know, I sort don't, of. I don't know. I don't use that. So I don't yeah. Know. So th- I think there are a lot. Everyone wants you to put your pictures on their service. Right. So like Google and Facebook and even Dropbox, I think if you automatically have it upload, it doesn't count against your stuff or whatever. Um, I have my stuff upload pictures from my phone to Dropbox and Google Plus. Mostly because then I don't have to worry about my phone getting lost and, oh, I didn't back up in a month or whatever it is, you know. Right. Um and then I don't have to pay for space on iCloud or whatever the heck it is. Um, iCloud? Is that what it's called? Yeah. It is called um, iCloud, yeah. I, I always forget. They keep changing the name. Um, no, it's been iCloud for a while. Well, yeah, but it was Mobile Me and iWeb and I don't know. I, I always forget. Um, yeah, so I, I end up putting my stuff like on two different places so I know that it's somewhere else. If If this is not a differentiating feature in that a lot of other people do it similarly. Is, is that the kind of thing that all these photo things have to do nowadays to stay competitive? You yeah. mean? Is that, is that the feature everybody wants? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I really don't know. Like, so this thing, the, the big part about this one is that it's shooting, putting it straight on the cloud and not keeping it on your phone so that you don't have to worry about ever running out of space. It's kind that of what is, it, that is the way I understand it. I could be wrong. That's interesting. Now, here's a good example, though. Do you trust the Digital Nation, the company that makes this app? Stream well, Nation? Because are, are they going to be in business three years from now, or are they a startup that are going to burn three through their VC now. money? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's like, and, if, and let's say, and that's fine for people like you and me who know and think about this stuff, but my mom doesn't think about that stuff. Right. You know? And all of a sudden, this company goes out, and my mom's like, where are those pictures of Bert? And I go, uh, where did you put them? Oh, I took them with this. Yeah, I took them with this app. And yeah, they're yeah. gone. That's, you know? that's nightmare kind of, scenario. Yeah, it's one of the reasons I bring this up is, is kind of piggybacking on our previous discussion about things going away. Well, how do we know? Yeah, like you said, how do we know that Digital Nation is going to be around once they burn through, you know, whatever VC money they have? God, see, that's. That stuff scares me. That stuff keeps me from using stuff like this, even if I did think I'd find it useful. You know? Right. It's like even when we were saying about Instagram earlier, yeah, okay, maybe some people are getting some use of Instagram and maybe art directors are looking at Instagram today, but are they going to be doing it tomorrow? Right. Are they going to be doing it a year from now? Is, is or is there, there going to be cap? some other thing? Is there a, a storage cap on Instagram? That's a good question. Instagram cap. I don't think there is Instagram storage limit, but the, the photos are all, what are they? 6,000 or 3000 by 3000 yeah. pixels. What are they? Yeah. Are they- small. I think, I think they're smaller than that, aren't they? And they're, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know what? There's another one. Uh, Flickr now gives you a terabyte, right? Do they really for yeah. free? Yep. That's a lot. So of where do you choose to free? put stuff? Do you put yeah. stuff everywhere? Even if not to be spread, but to just for the most exposure. Or exposure and or uh, um, just just knowing um, that it's in 12 places. God forbid something bad happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But then the, the, just the, the added 
sort of minutia of having to go, okay, now I got to put it here. Now I got to put it here. Yeah. And is that's is the there thing. somebody who's written an uploader that, that hits, you know, one uploader to rule them all kind of right. thing. But how well have any of those say um, apps that allow you to connect to 27 different instant messaging apps ever work, you know, pigeon and whatever else, you know, all those right. ones. Right. It's like those never, no one ever uses those for long-term stuff, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's all, this is, well, I guess we'll have to find out. Does anybody have any thoughts on this? Let us know. What are we, uh, 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 God, feedback? Podcast? God, why am I missing that every week? <laughs> I think these antibiotics are messing with my brain. <laughs> Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. I think my brain cell might be bacteria. Your brain cell? <laughs> you, you realize that you did use that as a singular. This is where my mind is going this week. It's the sickness Bill's and the brain perfumes. cell singular has been corrupted. I ended up sleeping in the bathtub the other night. Did you really? Yeah. I was coughing so much. I was keeping her awake and I felt terrible about it. So I actually went and took a pillow into the bathtub and then I'm lying in the bathtub in the dark, like trying to fall asleep. And even though like we have a clean apartment and we rarely ever see bugs, all I could think was this is the one time there's going to be bugs and they're going to be crawling all over me in the bathtub. Yes. You know what I mean? No bueno. No bueno. Right. And I was like, and then I couldn't sleep. And so I just sat there for like two hours and then I was like, screw this. And I went to the couch. Yeah. But like, it's like a bad, like Romero horror movie. Right. But totally probably coming up out of like they come up out of the drain. Yes. And they're all around you. Can I tell you, Jeffrey, I actually had my foot over the drain so they couldn't (laughs) come up. (laughs) (laughs) Is that wrong of me? It's great. It's great. <laughs> you, and they, 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 they managed to unscrew the shower head and then they're, they're popping know, out of there. Yeah. They're coming <laughs> out of the upper. They're, like, they're coming up the like, side ah, of the bathtub. You can't move. Yeah. 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 We see like one bug a year in our house, but like somehow I think that there's an army of them waiting yeah, to eat just me. Waiting. Yeah. They're like, all right, boys. He's ours. We got him now. Yeah. Yeah. He's in <laughs> we the lulled tub. him into a sense of complacency That's over right. 10 years. Team A, team A, go, 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 <laughs> drop, drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. You, All right. You, you need to go see your 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 fella again. Yeah, I know. Work hey, through some of these things. Uh, typography. How'd the kids do? Typography. Great. Really good. Yeah, really good. Uh, typography. Really good. Uh, I want to mention another thing, if, and maybe we can put this in here. Uh, listener and, and friend of the show, Christopher Matheson, wrote uh, a terrific um, article a couple of days ago called What is Craft? What is Art? Does it Matter? Uh, did you did you happen to check this I out? I did read that. Uh, good stuff. Yep. Uh, really good stuff. And it's it's a lot of the things that we talk about here, it, just from a different perspective, which I thought was really interesting. Um, maybe we can here, yeah put a link in the show notes. I'll pop put that in there. Um, we'll put a title in there. Uh, so yeah, uh, really good stuff. Typography. People uh, finding funny signs or 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 uh, interesting ads or uh, you know, just all sorts of really cool stuff. And, and that was, that was a good one. Um, I like that people, people, I like that people take things that we talk about and actually talk discuss them eloquently yes. without us around. <laughs> uh, I, I, I want to mention Russ Olney. Mm-hmm. Russ caught up on the last four assignments with one image. So symmetry, typography, reflection, architecture. Yeah, just boom, right yeah. there. You know what? And, and it's, a, it's a cool off. image. Yeah, I know. Overachiever. Yeah, yeah. 
Not yeah. going to impress anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The rest of the group's like, screw that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you uh, think of my photo? We don't. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's this dude's name? Uh, Russ. Christopher- on- oh, I see. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wait, is it Russ Onley? Well, no, Russ Onley? O- only? O- o- that's Olney? the guy you're talking about, though? Yeah, that one photo with it's got like everything in it. Wait, I got, I got, I'll pull it up. Let me see what I'm doing. Let's see, let's see what we're talking about. Oh, I see. Oh, that little bastard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Screw that guy. Yeah, see, had he gotten up into the building to go straight on, and then he could have been in it too, and it could have been like a self portrait as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, not so clever now, are you, Russ? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Cocktail, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what would be uh, kind of so, cool with this picture would be little little piece of interesting try it, Russ, would be to play in Photoshop and actually use like distort to get the lines vertical and horizontal. You know what I mean? Uh oh, yeah, okay, sure, sure. That could be kind of, it might be kind of cool to like really flatten it out. Really flatten it, would it out. Would make it yeah. even more graphic kind of looking. Yeah, it's interesting though. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it right uh, now. So some speaking. good stuff uh Good typography. What else? Oh, Freddie Clark picking up a new shirt in uh, in Florida. I thought that looks like every other shirt that Freddie Clark wears. <laughs> yeah, but this one has mice on it. Oh, mice. Because Disney. You know what? How do you feel about Disney World? I've never been. You Have you been to Disneyland, I'm sure? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I had, did you, had an annual pass for years. Okay, do you like Disneyland? How much does annual pass to Disneyland cost? Or how much did it cost? Uh, th- well, they're phasing them out now. They're phasing them out at... Really? At, yeah, at Disneyland here. I don't know about about uh, Florida. Why? Because people are, are using them too much? They, they are saying the scuttlebutt is that they are losing money, which I think probably translates into they're leaving money on the table that they could get. Right. Now, is, you think the idea is that they... Um, uh, think that think that people are getting them and then you letting like family members use them and that kind Maybe. of crap. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They were I think hundred dollars, hundred and a half or something. See, yeah, but now, now it's a hundred dollars for a day. Yeah, it's ninety ninety seven dollars. That's one park. That's not a park hopper. That's one park. God, I you know plus last, parking. You the know. last time I went there, a friend of mine works for Disney and got us park hopper passes. Yeah, for four of us, it saved us like six hundred dollars. You know, it was insane. I just I wonder. I wonder what Walt would think about current ab- Disney, about current Disney. And, and, you know, let's say you've got a family of four. Yeah. You can't go without, kids. it costs you a thousand dollars. That's a thousand dollar day. Yep. Yeah. You know, thousand dollars getting up there, you know, <clears throat> well, maybe not a thousand. So you've got a hundred, you got 200 for the parents and, and depending on the age of the kids, there's another hundred, yeah, let's say food, a $500 day plus the hotel. Plus the, you know, it gets expensive quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's it's also the whole. But it is a world of laughter and a world of tears. Oh, right? Disney World is a magical place. It, it is. Sorry. You know. I, I, I would love to go. Uh, it's, yeah. It's hey, you know cool. what? what? Uh, did uh, we, we should talk about it offline, but did we ever hear back about the Atlanta thing? Uh, no. I think we're okay. waiting to hear back. Would you do that? I would do that. Go to Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. You mean Hotlanta? Hotlanta. Uh, yeah. d- it's in yeah, October. So that, yeah, that shouldn't be too. So stay tuned. Po- possible uh, live thing with, yeah, with Bill fun. and I in October in Atlanta. That'd be fun. Yeah. I want to do it. Do it live. <laughs> We'd have to have a really, really good topic. Uh, yes. 
We'd have to we'd have to find something that gets us really riled up, and sort yeah. of you know over and and do it you know do it do it from scratch. Be fun though to do it with an audience. Oh, totally. Be interesting. People heckling uh, us. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's, uh, what's okay? So so uh, we we've seen we've seen where you live. We've seen uh, some of your friends. We've seen what you do for uh, on the job. What do you think of this on the job? World of tears. On the job is great. Does anybody work at Disney World? Because that would be really cool. That would be pretty funny. Um, On the job. uh, I like it. Yeah. Could be you on the job. Could be somebody else on the job. Maybe you taking a picture of a New York City policeman on the job. Now, wait. Somebody put up a picture the other day of like crossing guards or something like that, like in black and white. Was that you? Uh, Oh, it wasn't. It was a street performer in a crosswalk. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's the one I was thinking of. Was that you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is that where you got the idea? Uh, I don't know where mm. it came from. He's like, it came from the magical mind of the world. Of the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on the job, what does that mean to you? Yeah. What does that mean to you? Hey, can I, can I bring up one last thing? Yes. Uh, this week I watched a bunch of interviews with old entertainer people. Like so Sammy I, Davis Jr. Well, that no, kind of I thing? ended up watching that whole Rush documentary that you were talking oh, yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that got me pushed over to a Zappa interview that I was watching, like right before he died. Okay. Um, and which I think we should talk about that one next time. Cause that's actually a good topic. I forgot to bring that up today. Okay. Uh, but there was also an interview with Dylan and she's talking to this guy's talking to him and he's just like, yeah, well, you know, um, you know, I heard you wrote, blown in the wind in an hour or whatever it is and and dylan's like yeah something like that and he's just like where did that come from and he's like you know the 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 place where you know it all comes from who knows you know like that you know that thing but then he said something really interesting he said sorry there's like a can you hear those the sirens Yeah. yeah they're coming to get you um he said i don't think i could do it like that again basically saying i i'm not the songwriter that i once was like I wouldn't be able to do that again. Well, d- does it does it have to mean I'm not the songwriter I once was, or is it a qualitative statement? Well, I don't know, and I guess I guess you know what? Maybe we'll save that for next. week. I could week. never I think take that picture again. I think this is. I think it's an interesting discussion. Why okay. don't we save it for so next, next week? Next week, next yeah. week, Dylan and 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 Zappa and Zappa. You know, D- Dweezil Zappa, underrated guitar player, very good guitar player. Yep. Yeah, his father, not that great of a guitar player. Great oh, I think musician, he, I think he, not a yeah. great guitar player. Yeah, I think Dweezil is a much better guitar player than Frank was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically. Maybe maybe not conceptually, but technically, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, what's, our, what's our photographer of the week this week? Photographer of the week this week, Brooke Shaden. Interesting choice. Yeah, Brooke Shaden. Uh, if, if you don't know her work, uh, she's a fine art photographer, and does a, 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 a lot of composites, usually single subject. Okay. Which I find interesting. Um, a lot of them are in, uh, are self-portraits, no? Uh, I believe some of them, yeah. Maybe yeah. a lot okay. of them, yeah. Um, but really interesting use of shadow. She is, she is not afraid to let things go to black. Um, and, and much of her work is very painterly. Yes, uh, it, it is. It is not only in in look, but in how she's lit them. Yeah, they're they're very sort of Rembrandt-y, Caravaggio-y. Uh, I, I almost feel like they're 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 sunset. They're like they're all 
where there's very, very little light. Oh, here. Okay. I, I just looked at the one that you'd said earlier. The, 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 the one, one of them, this woman's got branches for arms. And yeah. Bill was looking at it. was like, that one with the branches creeps me out. It does, right? <laughs> does it creep you it's, out? A little bit. Little yeah. Bit. It's a little weird, right? Yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah. You know, her stuff is, you remember that, um, very that dreamy British painter woman who starts with photography that I sent to you and Nikki a while back. Um, oh shoot. I forget her name. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't remember now. Uh, I think you guys ended up using her for a five for Friday or one of those things. Okay. But she draws this. She does a similar sort of lots of, of, of painting feeling kind of stuff, you yeah. know, where it's yeah. like, it's like, it's it, uh, a fantastical. Is yeah. that a, is that a, a fair? fair sure, yeah. Like yeah. where it feels a uh, dream like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Really, really interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. Dreamlike. Great, great descriptive word to it um similar uh, similar artists if you do like brooke shaden look up kirsty mitchell okay um she's another one she's the one that that does these the the wild sort of costumes and and a lot of a lot more physical production than than what we see in brooke shaden's work um but very very interesting stuff crazy yeah interesting there's some underwater work that's really beautiful um, very dramatic and, uh, and, and really fantastic compositing skills. I, I really love her compositing skills, particularly how she handles depth of field in foreground background elements. It's seamless. It's really, really yeah. beautifully done. Uh, uh, Sarah Jarrett was the person I was thinking. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I do remember that now. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of these things, uh, this kind of photography feels very feminine to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that as a misogynistic comment. I just, like it just has this sort of, um, uh, uh very sort of like Greek female way about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. It's got, it's, uh, it's, she likes the square too. Yes. Yeah. Which that's another thing I love about her work is, is I'm a big fan of the square format. Yes. Yeah. And I wish somebody I would make a, a good square digital camera. I think that would be great. I, w- I would love to see a square digital camera and I would love to see uh, a panoramic digital, you know, like, a, like an updated yep. version of, of the, the Hasselblad panoramic camera. Yeah. camera. At least with the panorama, you can use, does the, does the, the X pro one have a panorama mode? Uh, Every, I think so. Because yeah, the, it does. The, the X one hundred does, where you can just swing around. Yeah, it does, and it has a one to one square mode too. Right. The problem with the square modes and stuff is that you're throwing away a lot of pixels, right? You know, yes. like you you end up with a if it's a sixteen megapixel thing, you end up with a ten megapixel square image or whatever it is. Right. Uh, and that's that's the downside. Um, now, hopefully, hopefully, Bill, the X Pro two will uh hopefully the rumors are true and they will do a 24 megapixel sensor which would then, then you know you're yeah you're down to what 16 megapixel square yeah it is interesting though because i was thinking about that last week because like a lot of my magazine clients magazines are never two by three right they're mm-hmm. almost always more of like a four by five kind of thing like a little okay. squatter rectangle so shooting say the 5d2 that i'm using I end up with an image at four by five. That's like, uh, I don't know, 16 or 17 megapixels, right? If I 
cut off a little bit on the top and bottom, say. Okay, sure. Um, where if I was shooting, say, that Pentax 645, which is a 4 by 3 ratio, going to 4 by 5 on that, you're only getting rid of like 10%. So you'd still end up with a 40 megapixel image or a 45 megapixel image cropping that one to 4 by 5 So your initial ratio actually makes a difference on how many pixels you end up with the crop, right? You see what I'm saying? Sure. So like there are certain ratioed sensors that are better for certain uses if what you need are pixels. So would, would you buy a four by five ratio censored camera? Yes. Me personally, yes. I tend to I tend to like sort of that that more four by five sense. Mm-hmm. Square, four by five. I don't like tall or wide. I, I end up cropping most of my images. So you know what they need to do? They need to come out with a, a, a modular. Where you could pop out the sensor? Yeah. Yeah. Come out with a modular camera. You can just pop in one, pop out another. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's interesting, though, that we've even stuck on three by two for 35 millimeter. Why? Because that's what film was. Maybe. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, well, who came up with that? Okay. Like or whoever, like, so what? You know, it's amazing that that's still a thing. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, uh, interesting. Brooke, Brooke Shaden, good stuff. Uh, put a link to, to her portfolio and uh, also her YouTube channel. We'll put that in the show notes. She's got some really great videos on on her channel of of not only some some behind the scenes things, but just some of the projects that she uh, is is passionate about and believes in, and and uh, very interesting person. I think she would be a, an interesting conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I think Ibaria next talked to her a while back. Uh, then, uh, we should put the link to the camera. Have, frame yeah. Uh, I think, let me see here. Brooke Shaden. Oops. I did that wrong. Did you find the Is link? It? Did it? Yeah. Number 175. Okay. Look at that. Man, Barry next talks to everybody. Barry next has talked to absolutely everybody. He, he's, he's the guy. He just got back from, uh, Paris. That is the man. Yeah. Someday I'm going to be as cool as a Baronex. No, you won't. <laughs> I'm going to try. Shut up, man. Because <laughs> you know why? You know why? Why? You'll, you'll never have I don't voice. have that voice. Yeah. Baronex has a great voice. Yeah, he does. And, and he's just a total sweetheart, but he does have a great voice. I'm going to, I'm going to buy him a, a, a Heil PR40 one day. I don't know what he uses. I, I think I he remember. uses just like a Shure SM57. Does he? Okay. I th- okay. I'm pretty sure a 58. Like, I think he uses like just a little dynamic mic. I would like to. Could you imagine you give him something with like a little beef to the bottom? Oh, yeah. <sighs> like the, 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 the PR40 or an SM7? Blow the Oof. doors off the place. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right. We ready to wrap this up? Yep. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, wh- wh- where, where can they find us, Bill? Uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. <laughs> feedback at <laughs> podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Actually, feedback would probably get to us, too. Uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. But it wouldn't be as clear. It's true. Uh, is the email address. You could find me at billwadman.com. Uh, you could find Jeffrey at fadedandblurred.com. I'm Bill Wadman on Twitter. You're Jeffrey Sidoris on Twitter. And uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, we like voicemails. Three four seven. What's that number, Bill? Three four seven six eight seven ninety four eleven. Three four seven six eight seven ninety four eleven leaves us a voicemail on Google Voice, and uh, always fun to receive those and to see how poorly Google does a job of 
translating I, what yeah, you I say. Yeah, I love the transcription. I sometimes I read the transcription and I was like, oh, I wonder what he said. And I'm reading the. Tra- I'm like, that can't be what he said. <laughs> that can't be right. That can't um, be right. But uh, but yeah, we love everything. And uh, go uh, tell your friends about it and go uh, get to us on uh, yeah, tell, iTunes. Tell a friend. Tell a friend and and. What, let, let's see. What do we add on the group? How many people we got in the group? 1,150, 1,200. Almost 1,200, right? <laughs> Almost 1,200. There you go. Let's, let's see if we can get to 1,200 by tomorrow. No, All I'm right. kidding. No. Uh, 1,148. We could get to 1,150 by tomorrow. Yeah. Go tell a couple of your friends to sign up. Yeah. And, and get them to listen. All right. And, uh, and we will see you next week. Yep. See you next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Right, bye. Say what you wanna say I know what you will say Will you